one to another edition of the Rambling Rush podcast. Big day today, history in the Rambling Rush podcast. Number one, a year ago was the first ever episode of the Rambling Rush podcast. Number two, everyone can see this legend that's on, Gabe Osaboyan. We're about to have a great conversation. For sure. And number three, it is the first official paid sponsorship of the Rambling Rush podcast. Former Rambling Rush guest, Chuck Bryant, who we're all friends with here. He, uh, Chuck Bryant cleaning crew, check it out, hit him up Instagram. He worked Morgantown, New York, DC, Charleston. He's working all over the place, expanding that business. So give Chuck Bryant, uh, if you need something clean, no matter how big or small, reach out to Chuck Bryant and he will absolutely take care of you. And of course we appreciate any love, uh, like subscribe, whatever you got to do. Five stars need, need all the promotion in the world. Sure. Need five stars, like subscribe, share (laughs) everything. Gabe, thank you so much for coming on, man. I know we've been talking about this for a little while. I would say probably since the springtime, but sure. as you know, uh, well, as you probably know, we're uh, playing for Bob Huggins. You know, can eat up your schedule a little bit, right? For sure. Um, but something I want to say before we really talk about, you know, your journey, where you've come from, where you've been, what you're up to next is something that I really admire about you, right? Is Is, you know, this podcast has kind of been... You know, short. I, I announced it's it's been one year since it started, but through and through, I'm a sports fan. I, as you can see, all the jerseys up here, West Virginia basketball. I I absolutely love and just admire sports so much. So when I know there's a you know sports superstar that I like a lot, and I have the opportunity to meet this person, and this person is just as humble and not as nice and respectful, and takes the time to listen to you. I just wanted everyone to know how much I appreciate is we, we all have this image of sports stars in our head and we're like, we hope they're good people. We want them to good people. You're a great person, Gabe, and you deserve all the fruits of your labor. You deserve everything you get in the rest of your life. And I appreciate you looking out for me, the Morgantown community and just taking care of everyone. So for sure. sure. Appreciate that. Of course. Appreciate you. But, and a lot of, a lot of, uh, People don't know this, but dude, you're you're a Canadian citizen, man. You're you're nice. and something that really can that that people don't get is you weren't eligible for the NIL. Pandemic's going on. You're trying to see your parents over, you know, Christmas break, any break, you can't see them. Mm. Dude, talk about a little bit of what does it take to you know, college athletes are finally paid, but you're still in trouble. You know, the the resiliency to be like, I really want to go see my mom and dad. I want to see my family. I want to see my friends coming up. What keeps you going? Uh, I mean, I've been away from my family since ninth grade. That's when I left to say I'm going to prep school in a different country. And it's been like that since ninth to 12th grade and in college and stuff. So I kind of like kind of normalized being away from my family at a young age. So it was like, I'm used to it. And plus, I make family everywhere I go, so it's, mm-hmm. I make a home everywhere. Well, Morgantown's a great place to always add on family members. And that's going right into it in kind of your life journey is definitely when I was, you know, reaching out to, to other people to to research for this and, you know, get everything going. And everyone shut your phones off. Truck Bryant, I gave you a sponsorship <laughs> and you won't leave. He shouted at the whole family. There, there you go. go. But... All is good. But 
how do you go? You went you went to what was it? South Southeastern Christian Academy. Southwest. Southwest. Pardon me. I'm thinking yeah, Southwest. Rock, what made you leave Canada to go there? Uh, I mean, back then it was a different age, age and generation for like my generation to become or to get D1 offers. You had to leave. That's why Andrew Wiggins was leaving. Anthony Bennett. Tristan Thompson, Corey Joseph, everybody was going to a prep school in America. It was making their name over there. So it was like that was the way. Now people know it's a little bit of talent, some talent in Canada. So they coming down to the tournaments and stuff there. But when I was growing up, they didn't have that. So it was basically if you wanted to play D1, you had to leave. How did you decide Little Rock, Arkansas in that school? Uh, I actually had – I went to school in Virginia before that. Nice. But uh, just connections through school, AAU programs, connections, needing players. A lot of schools need some good players. Trust me, it's a lot of prep schools that would die for some players. But, yeah, just connections, great spot. And you get to Little Rock, and you said ninth grade, right? And you're you're playing it out there. Um, how tall were you? How big were you in ninth grade? Uh, when did I you was, really hit that spurt? I was 6'3", six, 6'4". Six, it's highlights on YouTube. For real. I was six three, six four. And around that height. And then around junior ended up growing six six to where I am now. Got the, six, got, six, six, got seven. those a couple extra you got those division one inches? Couple, yeah, for sure. Division one inches. And then yeah. yeah. And I saw so you, you had off at least scholarship offers from from a lot of schools. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you had interest from other schools, but and and by looking at the scholarship offers, you know, Arkansas offered you Right. And of course, I mean, it looked like SEC, uh, a very legitimate school, very yeah, and legitimate it, program. And it, felt, and it felt like home. Like I said, I you, went to you high mind school there. A little closer to the microphone. I said, yeah, it felt like home because I went to high school there. So I saw shit, the University of Arkansas. That was like, when you go to high school there, it's like, no pro teams in the state. Yeah. Kind of like the same thing like West Virginia. Yeah. Very, very similar culture. And so, and, Totally up to you with how how deep you want to go into it. I I don't know any of the details, but I know things things didn't work out. You know, and you were at Arkansas for two years. Things didn't work out. You know, probably the way you hoped or way everything. It, what, what happened there? Coach got fired, and then entered the portal, and then uh, Coach Harrison had a connection with one of my AU coaches, so he had reached out to him and asked about me, and then. West Virginia was one of the first schools to reach out. So after having a conversation with the coach and Coach Huggins, I'm like my second name in the portal. I had to make a quick decision. So I chose to come to West Virginia. I felt like it wouldn't be too much of a change in programs, play style. And I knew the type of coach Coach Huggins was, so I wanted to come here and play for West Virginia. Hall of Famer. Recent Hall of Famer. How so, great was that? Yeah, that's amazing. Long overdue. Oh, that's an understatement. Very long overdue. So you 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 make it up to West Virginia, and so you're you're probably and you're right, probably similar to Arkansas, where it's you know Southern culture, yeah. people probably very similar, blue collar mentality. But you're still this new kid on the block, right? You know, you're you're behind. You, we still had Toshiba here, we had Culver here, but you have to make a name for yourself, right? Mm-hmm. How do you go from? being this new kid on the block to building a legacy? Mm. I would say when I first came here, 
I mean, it was a packed team that year. We had Emmett, Jermaine, Oscar, everybody, Dudes, Chase, Logan. It was a whole bunch. Just finding the way I could help the team because a lot of people had different talents and stuff. And I was just trying to find ways that I could help the team and that nobody else was, which is kind of like what I did at Arkansas. It was just making defense-minded, taking charges of little things. So I just incorporated that to here, did the same stuff, but at a higher level, I would say here. In high school, were you doing more of, you know, point scoring, um, or were you still always that I'm taking charges, I'm dishing the ball, I'm getting rebounds? When did you really develop, and not even develop, yeah. but master that ability to be like, look, I'm going to be one of the best players on the team, and I will score maybe two points a game. At Arkansas, in high school, I was, I was a totally different player, totally different player. All my high school career, totally different player. When I got to Arkansas. Their initial goal was to redshirt me, right? Because we had six seniors. So I was coming into Arkansas. I was 16. They wanted to redshirt me. But after practicing and stuff, they was like, we can't redshirt him. We, we at least we might need him. So then it came to a point in the year where it was like the seniors, it was iffy. And I was just trying to figure out ways I could get on the court with these six seniors because they got to play. And we got some recruits. I came in with like a, a, a top five recruiting class. We had like the top four players in the state of Arkansas. So we all went there. So it was like finding a way that I was going to get on the court. I was My minutes were very low for like the first until conference. Mm-hmm. And then around conference, I mean, I had worked so hard in practice defensively and taking charge and stuff to where he, he had to throw me in in the game. I think that one game he threw me in and gave me some minutes. I took like, what to do. like three, four charges, deflections, all that. We won. And then it was like – then after that game, it was – Everybody was like, "Damn, we could have used them all year." And then after that, that's when everything. That's when I, after that, I stuck to it. I was like, "All right, shit. If this is what gonna get me on the court, people gonna love it. You gonna see this every game." Feel me? I oh, definitely because there's something about being in the stands and right. You think about a a basketball game. You know, there there's a lot of shots that are made right throughout the game, and they're great. Especially you know, you hit one, a buzzer. A very important shot. It drives the crowd nuts. But there's something about just being a wall when you have an unstoppable force coming at you and just just taking it that just get – those can be momentum shifts, man. Like, sure. the, dude, it's it's just – I I've seen you get the crowd absolutely going, taking charge after charge. And I'm sure you are very sore after games. Yeah, I mean, I'll I be fine after. I'm fine after games. You can't bro. tell me there wasn't one game where you're like, "Oh, I kind of, I got, I got good." Nah, not from taking no charges. Probably from getting hit. That's fair, but you're better man than I am. You're just just step over and you're like just taking it because something too is while I'm so big about the fact that you're not this. Hey, I will do everything else but i mean trust me i've seen you i hit i saw you hit your i don't know how many threes you had this year but i definitely saw you hit one and i people were going nuts about that but something i've realized and this is a saying out there right sports are a microcosm of society right you're a big team above self person and i think that's something a culture like arkansas but i can speak for west virginia Mm. west virginia really admires Mm -hmm, right is we're we're just this blue collar we're this blue collar state, especially as you get more south. So the fact that 
you're able to do, I will do what it takes for what's best for my team. You know, maybe I'm not scoring the most points, but I will do everything else correctly and to the best. I think that's why people rally around you, man. And I think that's why you're so lovable. And that's why everyone, when you're out there and it's senior day and you're going last in line and it's Gabo Saboyan and people are going nuts, that's because you are team above self. How do you get into a mentality like that? Because it is so, like I was saying, the AAUization, it's like, I want to make that game winning shot. You know, we all fantasize about as kids make, be having that one sports moment, but where we're the star. But people may remember, hey, Taz, Jalen, Sean making those threes, but people may, like in the moment, oh, that was a great, you know, Gabe sure. took a great charge. For sure. Well, um, I'll say at different universities and colleges, coaches, they set roles for their players. You feel me? Tell certain players to do certain stuff. Some players have more leeway to shoot more shots. Some players have less leeway. And it's already set. So it's either – my mind says, like, you can either – if coach says, all right, we don't want you shooting threes, we don't want this, you can either look at it and say, okay, and sulk about it, whoop woo do this. Mm-hmm. Transfer, do whatever. Which a lot of players do. You feel in my mindset is okay, you don't want this. Well, whatever I can do, I'm gonna go 110% of what I can do. You feel me? So mm-hmm. that's, that's how I got that mindset and stuck with it. But what, and, and I get that is, hey, I'm, you know, I'll do what I'm told and it's, it's for the betterment. But let me ask you this then. Why do you think some, Players, and I'm not saying you're speaking to anyone or any mm-hmm. one program. We're just we're talking very general because the transfer portal is a new thing. NIL is a really new thing. So this is not picking on any players in particular at all. But why do you think some players are like, I, I'm you, you fit this system around me, and if you don't, then then I'm out of here. It's personnel. It's personnel. I'm from a place where you feel me. You can't really if something gets tough. I'm. I'm gonna find them, figure figure it out. I'm gonna find a way to make it the best situation possible. So that's where it comes from. Well, talk to me about that. So I'm sure you're, you're human, like everyone else in this room right now. Humans make a lot of mistakes. Humans have a lot of struggles. Humans sometimes to learn is you got to fall a couple times, right? Talk to me about you know some mistakes you made in your life, some hard lessons you really had to just learn, like the hard way. But it made you better. It made you stronger. And you're thankful that, hey, you know what? In this moment, I, I hated this. I it, it was awful. But I am so thankful for it. Um, I mean, it's that happens every day. It's different stuff that happens every day. I'm thankful for it. I think wrong and it changed. So it changed my perspective like that, I'd say. I want to say it's no, like, pinpoint some. When... And I'm assuming too, you have a, even though you haven't been around your parents a lot, a lot because of, you know, playing basketball in the U S and you know, they're living up in Canada. How is that relationship with your parents? Oh, it's, it's good. I mean, they, I mean, it could only be to a certain extent. I mean, once I left in ninth grade and had to be in by myself for like shit till Mm -hmm. now, you feel me? I had to grow up quick and actually become an adult fast. So that really helped me out. Yeah. You basically became an adult in, in ninth grade. For what, sure. So speaking of that, what is that learning lessons and everything? What was that first adult lesson you had to learn? 
Uh, just knowing that without your parents there, everything, you got to start doing stuff for yourself. Decisions you make, you can't call them for every decision. You got to start making decisions by yourself. And basically just just re- growing up, regular growing up. Yeah. And, and the reason I ask about that is I think that is something a lot of people struggle with, right? Is especially something I've noticed kind of growing up, like the 08 collapse and the recession and kind of moving into the times where now pandemic and everything, a lot of people are like, oh, I'm going to college, then moving back in with mom and dad, or hey, you know, my dad, my mom, they're wiring this money, we'll take care of this problem, or every single little problem they go through, they have to reach out to their parents. Now, I'm not saying it's, of course, a bad thing to reach out to your parents for for advice, right? It's it, it's great to have a good relationship with your parents, but that's not sustainable. Like you're you're in for a rough life. If, if you can't figure that stuff out now, I, I'm sure in your situation that you were, you know, ninth grade, it's like, wow, this is, this is a whole new world. But, you know, I'm sure you look back at those times now and just smile and be like, well, I'm not here today. I'm not about to go on a whole autograph tour of West Virginia and, you know, have the potential to go play professional somewhere. And is that where you really think it just started and who you became today? What? Just... Going, going away in ninth grade, going to Little Rock, Arkansas, just having uh, to be an adult when you're 14, 15 years old. Yeah, I would say, yeah, definitely leaving. I would say leaving Canada, coming to America, definitely had a huge part in where I am today, for sure. Big culture shock? Uh, Kind of, kind of, not really. I was really ready for whatever. So. There, there, what was the one thing where you're like, oh, well, damn, this is how they do it in America? Um, it's not really, it re- I really feel like it's the same for real. It's not that much of a difference. Really? At yeah, all? Tor- I'm from Toronto, so that's a sure. big city. It's a big city. You got the Raptors, Maple Leafs, the Blue Jays. I mean, you're close to New York. Yeah, it's, it's a big city, a lot of malls. So I'm used to, I'm a city guy. So like New York, all the big cities, it's kind of like the same thing for real. And, and, but now you're in Morgantown. How do you adjust from that big city life to, I mean, in Morgantown, you know, it's, it's not like the rest of West Virginia, yeah. you know, of course we had the college here, you know, a lot, it's a lot bigger of a town, but I mean, you still don't have, you know, walking down every, I mean, we don't even have sidewalks here, like yeah. walking down every block and checking out stores. I mean, that had to be an adjustment, right? Yeah, it was an adjustment, but I was already programmed at a young age. Okay. I'm here to play basketball. You feel me? No, I, I definitely feel you. I think is so I graduated in sport and exercise psychology and I'm, I'm really interested in like what makes people tick, right? You know, mental toughness, discipline. How do you stay disciplined? Uh, How do you be like, I need to do this. And you know, something as simple as I have to do my laundry today, right? How like, but I could be like, I could really do it tomorrow. Yeah, how, how are you? It's how you raise my parents, the people that been around me since a young age, older cousins, older brothers. Because you were, like I said, I was bringing up senior night the other night. You, you, you can tell you're, you're, when you and your family, your your parents were walking out. There was a bond there. They definitely. I I don't I don't know them. I I'm sure they're great people. I'm sure, like you said, they they put your head on straight. But I could see in that moment where I was like, they showed him the ropes. For sure. That's awesome, man. Um, 
wrapping up here. I know you're you're on your autograph tours and, and, and you had a limited amount of time here. So I'm going to end on a question that I really, I, I really want to, to hear what you have to say is what do you want people to remember you for? Remember me for just going 110% every time I'm on the court, no matter what the score is, no matter what it is, just trying to be the best version of me every game, giving it, giving it my all. What do you want people to know about you? To that, know about me? Yes. That maybe like everyone sees Gabe the basketball player, but who's Gabe the guy? What do you want like people to be like, you know what? Like I appreciate, you know, people think I'm a work hard, workhorse, you know, I give it all I have, but I kind of wish people knew I had this side to me as well. Uh, I feel like the people, I mean, people that see me out in public or they see me wherever it is, they know I'm an outgoing, fun person, love to talk to people. So I feel like the people, they already know that. Well, I hope they know that. And if they don't, they'll find out on tour. (laughs) Well, I think this podcast alone was just a good, a good session. But Gabe, I've taken, taken a lot of your time. I real I really appreciate you coming in here, man, and I really appreciate you. Uh, is is a converted West Virginian? Is, is that's what I like to call myself. Thank thanks for giving. I mean, not only this town, but but the people of this state. Hope I hope you have a great autograph tour. I hope you really get to meet people. Another thing I meant to thank you on is is my girlfriend works in the children's hospital, and she tells me like, oh yeah, Gabe was in there today. Thank you for giving back to the community. Thank you for being selfless. And thank you for just giving it all you have, man. You're a great guy. And and I w- that's what I wanted to do this. I'm sure you get basketball interviews all the time. But I just wanted people to know a little bit a deeper about Gabe, Gabe the man and who you are and your work ethic. And I just really appreciate you coming on, man. Thank for you. Sure. Appreciate you having me. Of, of course. You're a great guy, Gabe. All right, everyone. Another episode in the books. Uh, please like, subscribe, five stars. You know the drill. Um, Give Gabe some follows, shout outs. Uh, find him on his autograph yes, tour. Sir, follow the Instagram, Lodi G. Okay. L-O-A-D-Y Where does Lodi G. G come from? It's a, it's a name I always had. Lodi. Lodi. Lodi G. You don't have to worry about load management. You're always ready to go, right? Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. But. <laughs> <laughs> well, like load management in basketball. Like, I got to take this day off because uh, uh, yeah. I'm just messing around. Yeah, you're, good. you're good. I know. All right. Love you all. Have a good one. Sure.